lovely people. This is Hannah again from Texas, and I was calling because y'all recently mentioned The Ritual as a good uh, wood-based movie. I love The Ritual because, in my opinion, it has one of the best monster reveals I think I've ever seen. And I think I've seen that movie like 12 to 15 times. And every time I watch it with somebody new, I get so excited and I just stare at them waiting for their reaction when, you know, our great, wonderful monster is revealed. So my question for you guys is, what are your favorite monster reveal movies? Um, And what would you recommend to someone who loves the ritual? Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Hannah. I don't have a quick answer. So, Megan, what do you think? What's uh, what's one of your favorite monster reveals in a movie? We'll start with that one. Favorite monster reveals. I mean, okay, I'm going to do one that's right in the same vein as The Ritual, which mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised mm-hmm. you did not pick, which is right. uh, No One Gets Out Alive. Oh, see, that's not one of my favorite monster reveals, though. Hmm. I thought it was a great monster reveal. And if, if you like oh, the yeah. ritual, like you, you should like that as well. I think there's a, a, there's a specific concept about the reveal about the monster where I was like, mm, that's a little funny to me. And I know they're very similar. I, I think it's just a presentation of the shadows versus the more, uh, you see like in like all of its color and light and everything like the monster, mm-hmm. like in the ritual, I feel like, Yes, you know what it looks like, but the shadows kind of hide a lot of the CGI aspect of it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where it lost me a little bit. Fantastic movie, though. Won't take anything away from it for me. How about you, Zena? I'm going to go with Antlers. There were some things. This is a good one. Yeah, there were some things about the movie that I wasn't too sure about. But when it comes like with the monsters and stuff, I felt like that was like on point for me. Yeah, uh, I, I did like uh, I like the atmospheric side of Antlers, and I love Jesse Plemons. I think he's a fantastic actor. Um, for those of you who don't know him by name, he looks—he's Matt Damon, just not Matt Damon. Um, and uh, yeah, there was there were some things about the story that I wasn't a huge fan of, but I did like that reveal. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm just grasping at straws. I'm gonna <laughs> do a layup and say the thing. Nice. I think. And not the not the thing reveal in the dog kennel. I think it has to be the thing reveal when they're doing the blood test for me. Like that's if that counts. That's more of a it's jump scare because really... you already know the thing because you know the thing exists. Yeah. But it's a reveal of what the thing kind of is like at the molecular level. <laughs> and it's not as squishy as the dog kennel scene or oozy. Uh, so circling back, man, what would be some recommendations for those who like the, love the ritual besides, uh, no one gets out alive. Um, I've got a couple. Are we still just doing one around? I uh, do. A, no, go, go for it. Do a couple because yeah. I'm again, I'm just grasping at straws. Here. Uh, annihilation, <laughs> the bear. I oh, feel like God, that's, yes. a fan, yes, um, that's a great one. The blob when it first mm-hmm. makes its appearance mm-hmm. in 1988 remake. Um, and 13 Ghosts, I feel like yes. the reveal of each one is the best part of the movie for oh, me. sure. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's good. How about you, Zena? I'm going to go with uh, The Monster, uh, the 2016 one, and also After Midnight, which, John, didn't you? you we all, Love that was like a trio, dark midnight. trio approved one. 
Um, and then also too, just I guess as a last one, it's not really a monster, but it takes in different forms. But uh, Pie Wacket, that movie mm-hmm. to me is just pure perfection. I I think I I absolutely agree with Pie Wacket. It has a very similar feel to the ritual, mm-hmm. plus the 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 indirect kind of monster reveal side of it, but very atmospheric in regards to that. Um. I, I got I got nothing beyond that really. Otherwise, I'm just coming up with cabin movies. Like if you say like the Evil Dead, or um, how's it about like, Cabin in like, the Woods? I feel like that could yeah. count. I think Cabin in the Woods could count. The reveals a little bit. I, I don't know if it's got necessarily the same feel. It's it's its own, or maybe the Descent. The Descent's a little bit more like it, as far as like being out in the woods. And you know, if you haven't seen the Descent, I don't know why you, you should. <laughs> Unless you have crippling claustrophobia like my wife does. And then you should still watch it and then just have a really hard time with those parts. All right, call two. Hey there, Dark Trio. This is Charles from D.C. Uh, so we just finished watching Skinamarink with our 14-year-old son. And wow, it was quite the experience. Uh, overall, we really enjoyed the film, although we thought it was a little bit too long. Uh, Megan, I read your review, so I'm really curious to hear what John and Zena also thought about the film. Uh, also, uh, this did make me think of another experimental horror film called Begotten that came out in 1990. I'd love to hear all of your thoughts about that film as well. Thanks. I hope you all have a great week. Hey, Charles. So if you can't tell, if you heard last week's episode, we already talked about Skinamarink a little bit. We got this message right before we recorded, unfortunately. So Megan and I have already talked a little bit about how our feelings were of Skinamarink and it's especially I highly recommend checking out Megan's review of it. I think it sums it up great. Oh, thank you. And I totally understand the reviews. Um, Zena, what did you think of it? You know, I I agree with Megan um, with it. It's like, I appreciate what the director, what he did, but Mm -hmm. it just wasn't for me, you know, but I will say like, you know, this is the type of movie you really need to be immersed in, you know? So it's like, you cannot like seriously put your phone down, watch it in the dark, no talking. And that's what I did, you know, but I don't know, like the, the concept is so cool. Like I was just locked in like synopsis wise, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I couldn't really get into it, but I can understand why people find it like enticing and and horrifying. It just wasn't for me though. It, it it took me a little while to get into it. I kind of, it's almost like my thought process, like I appreciated what I was seeing mm-hmm. because of what I was seeing was just different and experimental. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the bigger part was to me, it was just such a great encapsulization of it just, it was just a nightmare. It wasn't just from beginning to end, like things just, it starts happening and then things don't get better. And it's just, it's, this thing is happening in this house and you just got to deal with it. And it's children. There is no resolution. There mm-hmm. is no answers. There's no speculation. There is no nothing. It's just, you're watching it without answers. You're purely a witness trying to survive what's going on. And it's kind of, and it is a little bit tough sometimes also to track what's going on. I, after I watched it, I read like the Wikipedia synopsis and stuff and then watched it again. I was like, oh, Okay. Cause there was some stuff that I just kind of missed. Like I didn't quite get what was happening. Um, but yeah, I totally get it. How, how about begotten? I know Megan, I think you've, 
I mean, you remember the name of it when I was struggling to remember Begotten a few weeks ago. So I assume you've seen it. Begotten, I have not seen in a very long yeah. time. Um, but I can say that if Skinamarink is not for you, Begotten is definitely not for you. Well, I don't oh, you know if so? this has a updated like restoration, um, but it's really, really it grainy. It's really grainy. Um, this was a 1989 movie, so yeah. it's you know, kind of before the skin and rings even set, and that's trying to emulate uh-huh. that. So it's really kind of hard to see. So I, mean, I feel like that quality it was seen his face. I mean, no, I, was, I I have never seen the movie before. I've heard oh. of it, but yeah, I it's just, on YouTube. If anyone's interested, it's it's a thing. It looks it, cool it, from the it is from very the experimental. It's got some good imagery, but it is yeah. it is uh, very kind of like in that same vein. So you kind of. Think about crossing mother exclamation point <laughs> with Skinamarink. Mother. And you get begotten. Yeah. Because it's very allegorical to the point where like I was wa- I watched it and I didn't know I didn't know what the hell was going on, honestly. And I think it was another one of those where I had to read the synopsis and I was like, that's what this is about? <laughs> like, okay. Like I get it now. But yeah, it's and it's brutal. There's some I mean, it starts out brutal. Like you watch self-mutilation almost immediately um it's very stark uh it, it could very easily be seen as like a student film or some avant-garde genius <laughs> you know it's 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 a thing mm-hmm. I, there's a movie what's it or not a movie a book it's called like 10 million murders or 100 million deaths I, i'd have to go up and look on my bookshelf but supposedly the author was um to write it, he was inspired by watching Begotten on a loop for like eight hours a day to get in this really Whoa. dark, bleak, barren headspace of like what life is like when that's all you watch, I guess. I and mean, it, it makes me want to watch it again. <laughs> if you ever want to be in a really dark. Yeah. If you ever intentionally want to be in a really dark place, go watch Begotten. It's free on YouTube. Along with a lot of feelings, a lot of movie summaries about what people think of Begotten, too. So, speaking of a dark place, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast. Everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And help us discuss the disgusting. You know her as the movie critic for Bloody Disgusting. Horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hello. And you know her from YouTube channel and website Real Queen of Horror and her infinite love for the genre. Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hi. Aww. Hi. Oh, so I'm so, no, I'm sorry. I can't feel my legs. I was doing like this really cool workout, but it's like, you know, okay, you guys are with the rabbit hole. Just no, no, I need to down. know. I need to know. Okay, yeah. So you increase like your squats like per day. Oh, and wow. I, yeah. Like, you know, well, it's not per day, but you know, how, how far can you take it? And so I reached 200, but now <gasps> my legs, I don't feel them anymore, but that's okay. Oh my gosh. Right. Well, first of all, 200 fine. squats. Good job. Yeah. Round of applause for that one. Yeah. It's okay. I need a nap just listening to that. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I have, I have a, a mini cherry Coke today to make me feel Woo. like, yeah. Here we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I- I walked downstairs today, so <laughs> yay. I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to quick around the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe the things that'll make you smile too. So what's been in my heart this week? Well, it was what Megan and Zena signed. Yay. First up is 2022's Who Invited Them, a Zena pick. 
available on Shudder. Adam and Margot's housewarming party is a success. One couple ling- It's not. <laughs> one couple linger after the other guests, revealing themselves to be wealthy neighbors. As one nightcap leads to another, Adam and Margot suspect their new friends are duplicitous strangers. All right, do you know why this one? Because it's funny, it's creepy, and it's uncomfortable. So mm. there was just like a lot of moments where I'm like throwing the blanket over my head as if it's me. <laughs> it it is very darkly comedic. Yeah, it, it it's very uncomfortable. Like it's, I I I don't know that everybody knows that couple, but I think a lot of people know that oh. couple where they try to be. Like, they kind of fight in public a lot yeah. in this really weird way that they're trying to make it not look like they're fighting. Or they realize they're fighting and try to, like, pull it back. And everyone's like, no, you're fighting. And it's <laughs> uncomfortable right now. Uh, and you made it weird. Uh, and that's this couple. That's the main couple. It, I really liked it. I appreciated that it was only 80 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds like a crap thing to say. But... I, I think it helps condense things. It doesn't draw things out, especially when it is as uncomfortable as it is. And the climax is actually fairly short mm-hmm. within the movie, like the runtime of the movie. Um, if you like movies like uh, like The Invitation um, or even like Cheap Thrills or something like that, like you'll really like this. I think it's very, it's along the same kind of vein of, you know, a, a, one, a dinner one night leads to realizations, Yeah, we'll say. If you feel very uncomfortable watching couples fight, uh, might not be for you. <laughs> um, especially if it's passive, if it's passive aggressive or just straight up overt punching, mm-hmm. uh, might not be for you. It well, I thought it was a very enjoyable movie though. I really liked it. I liked it more than I thought I would. Like, cause sometimes you, it's that uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, you know, you're watching a couple just disagree with pretty much everything in life. And I like the, um, I like the buildup of it. You know, they don't take too long yeah. to like throw you in and kind of like what you said. I feel like we all know a couple like that. And if you don't know, maybe it's you. I don't know. But it's just, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in, but then also it's like uh, when I like with the ending, like without spoiling it, like obviously I want it more. I don't know if that's like a mm. open invitation of a sequel. You mm-hmm. know, um, it is open enough, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, you could either look at it as an opening for a sequel or just wrapping up something that previously was stated in the movie. Like, that's just how they decided to bookend what was going on and leave you on that note. Um, Yeah, I totally recommend checking it out. Good pick. Nice. And then there's Megan's pick, 2022 Something in the Dirt, available on Hulu. Maverick filmmaking duo Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead offer a twisted reflection of our paranoid times in this inventive mix of buddy comedy and sci-fi thriller. Yeah, spoilers. At best, this is horror adjacent. At best. It's closer to like the endless Mm -hmm. um, or synchronic as far as the actual genre is concerned. There is something, there's some little horrifying aspects of it, but it's calling it horror is just watch it because it's it's also part of their cinematic universe with nods to other stuff yeah yes yeah so uh so besides the fact that i love benson and moorhead why this one megan i mean because you were gonna watch it anyway i was gonna watch it anyway. <laughs> you just that needed that nudge to know it was there for you yeah i just didn't know it was going to be available on hulu so now everybody knows it's on hulu uh i 
I I personally believe that Benson and Moorhead are triple threats in a in, I guess a non-conventional way yeah. as writers, directors, and actors. They are fantastic actors. I don't know, like maybe it's just that they know each other so well. Their dialogue with each other is just so fluid and casual and conversational. And there's a very confrontational scene in it where I was literally like, is this two filmmakers talking to each other right now? And then at the very end, they're like, and this is made for, or to all the people who make films with their friends or something like that. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> they're like, are like little nods to being a creative in like a creative world. Uh, I, on, I, I really liked this for ways that I wasn't expecting. Cause I really didn't know what this was going to be about. <laughs> I didn't look for any spoilers. I don't even know if I really watched a trailer on it. Um, it's, 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 I guess it's meta in a weird way, uh, without being too spoilery about like what actually happens within it. I thought it was a really interesting way to do what they did in a way that I wouldn't have necessarily thought that kind of pulled me in more like, wait, well, but what am I watching? Like, what am I actually seeing right now? Like, is, like the truth or fiction side of what I'm actually watching within fiction, you know? Um, I don't want to spoil any of it because I feel like if I say any of it, it's spoilers. They're basically neighbors who live in LA and something weird starts happening in one of their rooms and they decide to document it. But it's so much more than that. It's really what you think it is for the first three quarters of the movie versus what you realize it is in the last quarter of the movie makes you like question everything you saw in the first three quarters of the movie. And I thought that was actually pretty awesome where I'm like, well, but wait. <laughs> and and like, as they slowly start to reveal those things, like, wait, what? Like, what are they talking about? Like, why, why are we talking to this person now? Like what's happening? It's kind of mixing genres beyond horror and sci-fi and everything else. And it was very, it was very experimental, even by their standards, I would say, but it, they're just so watchable. Like e even with a little bit more out there content, Resolution's still my favorite of theirs. Um, and I restarted, I restarted watching The Endless today too. Um, but I really like it. I thought it was great. I mean, I did. If either of you watched it, mm -hmm. I have. Yeah, I. What did you think of it? I love them. So kind of like you, I really didn't watch a trailer or anything like that. I kind of just checked it out, and I just mm -hmm. love the fact how it feels very gritty. You can see that. It, there was like really no budget, but that's what I love about it. It's like mm -hmm. really cool. I'll be Megan. I appreciate any movie that is shot clearly in the lockdown and doesn't feel like mm -hmm. it. It's not really like a detriment to the story. It's just that's, you know, what they came up with. And I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it felt very seamless. This this could have existed anywhere in their catalog and it wouldn't have been like, oh, this was a 2020 right. production right. at all. It was just like, no, this is just the way they shoot movies. Mm -hmm. It's just an organic, you know, extension of their ever-growing, very twisty. I mean, somebody, I, I guess I expected you out of anybody to piece all of the strings together from these movies because they're there if you go looking for them. Yeah, I noticed. See, now I'm wondering if I missed some. <laughs> probably. I mean, I, I did. I was like, I John, did. figure it out for me. Get him, give us the <laughs> whole conspiracy board with the strings and the the pins and the photos. Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia, everywhere I go, it's Pepe Sylvia. Oh, there you it's go. Crazy. There is no Janet in HR. <laughs> so, 
so I or Carolyn HR. It's been a while. Um, so yeah, I I really enjoyed it. It was very, it was very them, and I appreciated watching like what they turn out. It's just it's good stuff. We need more of it. How about you, Megan? What'd you watch? Dead Alive. It just turned thirty. Yeah. Uh, well, it turned thirty in the U.S. It actually turned thirty last year, which when it you know, everywhere else, because it's a New Zealand horror movie from Peter, Peter Jackson, his early splatstick uh, works. Um, I watched it on VHS because it is not available wow. yet on DVD or Blu-ray. That is Blu-ray. insane. How was I mean, it? he did announce what? in like 2021 that that all of his early stuff like this uh, Bad Taste, Meet the Feebles, or they've got 4K restorations in the works, but that's clearly yeah. a process. So at some point it's going to happen. Um, keeping my VHS alive until that happens. Um, but Dead Alive is the U.S. title because there was a brain dead already in existence that came out pretty close to then. Mm. Uh, but Dead Alive... The U.S. title of Brain Dead is about a young man's overbearing mother who is bitten by a Sumatran rat monkey, and she gets sick and <laughs> dies and turns into a zombie. And, uh, you know, all he wants is to find love, but he's got to get this overbearing zombie mummy under control. I utterly adore this movie. It is a favorite. Um, I, I remember being way too young to watch this. What's, what's new? But... Um, <laughs> I don't think that it's ever wavered for me from being a kid watching that custard scene to now. Oh, gosh. It's still <laughs> freaking gross. Um, but then I'm also a sick puppy who cracks up at Peter Jackson playing the Undertaker's assistant eating a sandwich off of the mom's <laughs> corpse as she's spewing, mm. like, green formaldehyde and whatever else. It's good stuff. Um so yeah, I, I adore the movie. I love that, you know, I think if you're going to take these crazy, huge comedic swings, you have to have some kind of like down to earth anchor. And there's really, I mean, you think of horror romances, especially in a zombie outbreak, and he's really just like a mama's boy trying to cut the cord, essentially. Yeah. And that's pretty yeah. average. Like it's a pretty ordinary scenario, which is why it works. Um, so yeah, I love this movie forever and ever and ever, and I will be first in line to pre-order that 4K. I feel like we should have done a New Year's, if you're trying to keep your resolution about weight loss, what movies should you watch? And Dead Alive should be at the very top of it. I don't know, that movie kind of made me want to try Custard. Like, I know. You are insane. You are a crazy person. What? Like Megan, I remember I watched it at an extremely young age, but I remember I was obsessed with this movie. It was yeah. the summer oh. of when I was 12 years old and I would watch it every <laughs> single day. And that was my favorite scene. No one would I stop I couldn't me. imagine my son <laughs> watching this. I love that that's the favorite scene. I mean, oh. I, I feel like the lawnmower scene, like that yeah. whole finale yeah. and like even the guts are zombies. Like this, this <laughs> one zombie is so determined to get him that it's like you can split me in half and my guts are still going to come after you. It's just, uh. it is just such a like... I know it's a weird word to describe. It's just so delightful. Because it is delightful. She said, yeah, he's just trying to cut the cord. But I remember I a part that I thought was so funny and it was just so, like, subtle is when, you know, uh, what's, is it Chiquita? She moved pa Paquita. on. Paquita. Paquita. <laughs> she moved on, right? And, and I'm sorry. He saw her like from across the street and like with another guy and yeah. he looked terrible. You yes. know, like I don't know. He's is... got a base 
of zombies at this point that he is having just... to tranquilize so many times. Sorry. He okay, does. I'm he looks sorry. like a little hobo across the street. He looked terrible. Like, oh, my God. Okay, sorry. Great movie. Yes, the movie is delightful. <laughs> um, and then speaking of older stuff, this one... Uh, I found it on YouTube. Somebody linked it. So I'm not saying it's, you know, technically official here, but there is really not any other official outlet unless you found some DVD that I don't know that exists because I did look. And it's something evil. This is uh, Steven Spielberg's made-for-TV movie from um, 1972. Mm -hmm. And this one is, uh, pretty sure it's got Kolchak the Night Stalker. Dar is it Darren... Something. Oh yeah, yeah. He stars in it. Uh, the dad from uh, from Christmas Story. Yes, uh, he's yeah. he's in this. Uh, oh. A young couple moves into a farmhouse in rural Pennsylvania. What they don't know is there's an unseen presence in the house, and it wants to take possession of the wife. It is a possession made for TV horror movie. Um, but what makes it interesting is that it's clearly Spielberg playing around with what he's got at a young age with this made-for-TV budget, and he's making it way more visually interesting than I think that he he could have even gotten away with. I mean, it's like CBS 1972. People were going to be there, you know, watching it regardless. But um, mm -hmm. I also crack up because, you know, it starts with he and his wife and their really young child who are just having a picnic outside of this, like, farm and she's painting it and as they're like frolicking and picnicking and she's like oh look for sale and then they just decide to buy it i i love this dreamland where you could just be like oh, farmland let's get it and he's like okay what world is this what world is this that's kind of the scariest part of it really um it's the same people who buy each other cars and christmas commercials yeah yeah are just... they like rich yeah. There's an amazing SNL bit about that where the guy does that and his wife just goes crazy on him. <laughs> How could you buy a car without asking me? I mean, she, she asked and he said, yes, yes, we will buy it. And of course, the neighbors are acting weird and people are acting weird. Um, but parts of it are funny. You know, he, they're eating dinner and she's like, by the way, this guy's killing chickens next door. And he's like, I lost my appetite because she goes into it and... I don't know. It's a very charming made-for-TV horror movie, is what I'm saying. Hmm. Well, I just added that to my list. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Zena, would you watch? Oh, my turn. Okay, I was I was waiting for John to ask. I like when he asks. Cause he ah. just brings it out. Hey, Zena, would you watch? Oh, wow. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, I checked out uh, The Hills Run Red from 2009 on Tubi. A group of young horror fans go searching for a film uh, for a film that mysteriously vanished years ago, but instead they find a demented killer and from the movie, and it's real, and blah, blah, blah. He's thrilled to meet them. This movie has been on my watch list for a long time, and I have no idea why I didn't watch it. I, I remember at one point it wasn't streaming anywhere, mm -hmm. and then now it's, like, everywhere, So, which is pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, so there's this uh, film student named Tyler. He's obsessed with horror movies. Um, especially this movie called The Hills Run Red. And so it's considered one of the scariest movies ever made. And there's a really cool deranged like serial killer that wears like a baby face mask and everything. And so, yeah, he decides to track the film down and he brings his girlfriend, kind of girlfriend and best friend along. And they find, well, he finds the director's daughter, connects with her, and they go out there just trying to 
make something happen. I feel like it really holds up really well um, because you know how it is sometimes movies, not that it's like super old, but you know, 2009, it's been a while, you know, so, <laughs> but I still feel like it holds up well. If you love slashers, I think that you'll enjoy this one. There's a lot of gore. Um, there's a cool storyline because again, like, I think that's really cool. The fact that, you know, he wants to track down like a lost horror film and overall, this is an awesome killer. So I really, really like this one. And the director, Dave Parker, he also directs uh, The Dead Hate the Living. And I love that movie. So zombies. zombies. And then the I next thing. I need to thing, check this one out. This sounds like it's all my boxes, too. It does. I think that, yeah. Because you like cigarette burns, right? Oh, I love cigarette yeah. burns. One of my all-time favorites. Okay, cool. I think you. There's something about those cursed film <laughs> movies, anything like that totally works for me yeah i think you'll enjoy it so yeah it's i think it's just been added to like Tubi this past week so nice then the second thing i checked out baby ruby from 2023 this year from it's on amazon prime the tightly scripted world of a vlogger and influencer and ravels after she becomes a mother um i previously told you guys i love horror movies that's influencer based it's just so much fun it brings me joy uh no Sissy. it's it's great sissy's everything but this one stars uh, Nomi Merlant. Uh, you might have seen her in the movie Jumbo, where this woman, she falls in love with a ride. A and then, woman. yeah. And then also <laughs> Kit uh, Harrington uh, from um, Game of Thrones. Oh. They're a couple. They're a married couple and stuff. And so anyway, yeah. So like I said, she is like a lifestyle blogger. And, you know, she's happily pregnant. She's waiting to meet her daughter, Ruby. And then next thing you know, obviously she gives birth. Things are great at first. But then she feels like there's just something wrong with her, something wrong with the baby, something wrong with everyone else. Like the paranoia is just heightened. So this is like a familiar setup that we've seen before. But man, like I really like this one more than I thought. Um, the cinematography is really cool. I love the performances, especially um, Nomi Merlant. Whoa. Like she's, I always knew that she was like a great actress, but she like completely steals the show. Um, as the viewers, you know how it is. Like, we don't really know if this stuff that she is, she actually seeing because she meets like a group of moms who like to go on a run with their babies and their hair is perfect. And so is their makeup and they keep up with their skin routine. Like, how do you do all that? But yeah. And their babies never cry. What's up with that? And then, yeah, but then it's like, we never see their babies. Do they have Mm. babies? We don't know. Mm. So as the viewer, you kind of have to like figure it out. And yeah, so I don't know. Um, it's really a really good movie. Again, I feel like it's pretty harsh too because um, it kind of just throws you in. And again, you don't really know if she really is experiencing these things. And then the ending is kind of like, it's open to interpretation, but um, yeah, it, it's really unnerving. So I enjoyed this one. If you like, you know, blogger, influencer type of horror movies, I think that you may enjoy this one. Awesome. Nice. All right, before we move on, what are we watching? How did we watch it? I watched Who Invited Them on Shudder and Something in the Dirt on Hulu. I watched Dead Alive on VHS, Come On 4K, and uh, Something Evil on YouTube. I checked out The Hills Run Red on Tubi and Baby Ruby on Amazon Prime. And as I was discussing off the air with Megan, Bloodhook is not what I was hoping for out of a movie, so I am going to need some homework for this week. Not to say, but Bloodhook, if you love Bloodhook, watch Bloodhook. I'm just, I'm in, uh. What? Okay, Megan, what am I watching? <laughs> How familiar are you with Lucio Fulci's stuff? Mm, 
Uh, I know his name. Oh my God. Okay, well then we're we're popping that cherry. You're gonna watch the Beyond. You can watch oh. it on Tubi or without commercials on Screenbox. Nice. Okay, right. so have you seen have you seen Upgrade yet? Came out in uh, 2018. Is that with the guy who gets like a chip implanted in him and more or less becomes like a robot? Yes. I have. I really like no, it. No, you haven't seen it. So you're going to rewatch it. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't okay, have a number um, two. All right. You're watching Bloodhook. <laughs> son of a. I'll give you another happy slide. Okay. Have you seen Terror Train? Uh, the remake or the original? The original. Yes. Okay. You're about to get strangled. So if you say that one more time, I'm going to jump through the screen. <laughs> okay. All right. She's from Florida. Watch out, people. She's from New Wait, York. Hold on. Let me just see if this one no, is, that's is true. available. Oh, God. Okay. Have you? If oh, John. Oh. I know. I've never done three. I've never said no, yes I'm to three in a row. Now let me see, because I I feel like you might. Well, wait. I think that you said that you would never watch this movie. So let me Ooh. see if oh. you. Okay. Have you seen? You seen Teeth? I have seen Teeth. Don't hurt me. <laughs> no, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's not what you were going to say. You changed your mind. Oh, my God. That was, you went through my list. Okay, wait. No, don't worry. I have more. Have you seen, Jesus, Haunting on Fraternity Row? I don't think I've seen that. Oh, God. Thank God. Not to make a whole list tonight. Well, it's on Tubi. House (laughs) on Fraternity Row. God damn it, John. Gosh, you're watching everything. Ah. I can't. It only took me 200 episodes to actually see two movies That's so cool, that you though. That's, Like, seriously, I'm so sad. I, I was feeling like Upgrade is a John movie. He's going to be blown away. Oh. It is a me movie. That's why I've seen it. <laughs> when you watched it 10 years ago. Okay. No, I watched it like last year. It wasn't that long ago. It's fine. Okay. All right, enough about what I've already seen and what we've been watching. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So, Megan, save me. Megan, save you. John, John, you just said I have not seen Upgrade next time. No, yeah, I just know. Lie. Next time, I'll just lie. It's so much easier to lie. Oh, you do not mess with Zena. Do not. No. Do not. Um, yeah, she can squat like nobody's business, so that's yeah. how you know. And New York by way of Florida. <laughs> when we'll be watching my back. As soon as the snow melts up here, I might be in trouble. Yes, watch out. <laughs> um, so, no, I clearly cannot save you. <laughs> okay. So, a short horror story titled The Occupant. Uh, it's just a 39-page short story. Created a frenzy on Friday with a bunch of bids for movie rights and more coming um, from a lot of big names in the genre business. Um, But New Line Cinema was the one that went out in this bidding war uh, with Mm. only on the uh, the story was only on the market for less than 24 hours. That's that's how hot like horror is and whatever the story is that I am not familiar with. But uh, a tremendous amount of interest was generated around town for what's being described as a reinvention of the haunted house movie. Barbarians Zach Kreger, Vertigo's Roy Lee, and Ground Control's Scott Glasgow are on board to produce. Um, The Occupant was written by Victor Sweetser. The synopsis reads, This is the story of a hundred-year-old Victorian home offered up for free with the caveat the new owner has to put it up 
on a flatbed and move it from the lot it occupies. The story begins cleverly with texts back and forth between the husband and wife who cannot get over their good luck to be chosen to take the house. Naturally, we learn there's no such thing as a free house. The narrator is a teen named Chloe who lives in the town where the home is being moved. She and her boyfriend Mason are disappointed to see it's going to be plopped into the shoal, their nickname for this shithole empty lot where the neighborhood kids go to drink smoke and lose their virginity they decide to explore the structure before the homeowners move in and the yarn that is one part poltergeist mixed in with stephen king they learn the house is haunted its supernatural occupant begins to turn itself loose on the members of its new neighborhood with horrifying results it becomes a full-fledged scare fest that sounds amazing mm-hmm. i don't know how you do that mm-hmm. in 39 pages um but the fact that it was stirring up such a frenzy has my curiosity peaked for sure yeah yeah, I saw this news drop, and I tried to find the story. I have no idea where it is. I don't know. Like, I don't know what... I have no idea where it's available. It's not on Amazon. The author doesn't exist on Amazon. I tried looking up PDFs, links, nothing. Wow. Dun, I have dun, no dun. idea where this story dropped that all of a sudden it became such a feeding frenzy, let alone a 39-page story. Who is this person's agent? That is so How cool. did you do that? I don't know. I don't know. Because I've... I've, we have like 700 stories on Creepy. I'm just saying, if anyone wants to buy those, <laughs> I'll sell them. Hint, wink, nudge. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you get, you find out and get that that agent because holy oh, rusted my. metal Batman, that was insane. But go New Line yeah. and go more horror on the way, right? Um, yeah. This one might be more familiar uh, to listeners. Beloved limited <laughs> horror se- comic series, Witches, written by Scott Snyder and illustrated by Jock, is finally set to get an adaptation. Amazon announced that they have ordered an animated series based on the six-issue comics that was published from October 2014 through March 2015. The Image comic series tells of 17-year-old Sailor Rook and the Rook family as they move to a small New Hampshire town following a tragic incident. They want to start over, but realize there's an evil lying in wait in the woods just outside of town. Ancient creatures, a.k.a. witches, because this is definitely up uh, Xena's alley here um that feed on our deepest fears and hopes uh snyder and jock will executive produce alongside with plan uh, along with plan b entertainment project 51 productions kevin cold and amazon studios if this sounds familiar um and you're not a comic book fan this probably had to do with this uh initially was plan b had initially intended to adapt the comics into a film shortly after the first issue was published so an adaptation has been kind of in the works since like 2014 essentially wow um but those plans then shifted and then they were going to do a tv series in 2021 uh that's obviously not this is this is its final form it is finally happening and snyder and jock are heavily heavily involved they're executive producers um they've you know, I think Snyder wrote about it in his newsletter if you're a subscriber. But yeah, so like it's it's definitely in great hands. It does sound like this is actually happening this time. So yeah. Awesome. I, I wonder like if they animated horror, right? Xena does too. Yeah. She loves witches. Witches, I animated do. horror, all good stuff. With it only having like the six like issues. Um, I wonder if it's just gonna be like a mini series or will there be more, you know? Well, I think that they for sure are doing, like, Amazon ordered season one, but they have up Mm -hmm. to two seasons currently planned, as in, like, if this does well, they'll roll into season two. And being that they're comic book creators, they could could keep writing more stories in that universe. So it has has a lot of potential. Um, You cannot keep this man away from sharks, apparently. 
I'm okay with this. Um, but Johannes Roberts, who did 47 meters down and then 47 meters down uncaged, is heading back into shark-infested waters with the Red Triangle. The big-budget theatrical feature is set in Northern California, famous for its, its gorgeous beaches, but also known for a particular stretch of the ocean that has a bloody reputation called the Red Triangle. It stretches from... Bodega Bay towards San Francisco, jutting out beyond the Farallon Islands down to the Big Sur, south of Monterey. This triangle encompasses 200 miles of coastline and is the site of almost half of all recorded great white shark attacks in the United States. Wow. And that's where this film is being set, clearly. That's what it's called. Um, and the film's plot, it's when a cruise ship, a massive floating fully stocked resort with thousands of passengers, begins to sink in the Red Triangle, the feeding frenzy begins. So Johannes Roberts will direct from his own script and promises to take shark horror to a whole new level. Sir, that plot gives me hope. I wanted the Meg to be this beating frenzy. This sounds like they're going to give it to me. Whoop, whoop. The Meg 2 might. The Meg 2 very well could, yes. But this for sure is like sounds like we're going we're gonna to be nom, 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 all the people. It's a buffet. <laughs> Like Piranha 3D, except it's just sharks instead of piranhas. Into it. Into it. Give me the noms. All right, listeners, your turn. Is there an abandoned lot in your hometown with a hole you lost your virginity on? Don't. <laughs> and suddenly I, I heard myself saying that out loud. Yeah, you're going to have some bizarre calls to Bambi. answer this week. Gross. <laughs> no. We don't, I don't have no. a lot on my schedule. It's fine. <laughs> you heard it there, folks. Are there any triangles that don't involve horror in some way? You can call or text us at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Xena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Xena, what should we be watching? We have a very light week. So, yippee! Yay. So, first on Tuesday, which by the time this airs, duh, it'll already be out. So, oh, happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Love is in the air. Oh, that's true. That's a thing tomorrow. It is a thing. Hmm. <laughs> or yesterday, if you're listening to this on Wednesday. True. So and first... you're like me, that's like, oh, crap, Valentine's Day was yesterday. <laughs> first up, we have Oxhead Village. Uh, this will be available on Screenbox in a so-called spirit video. Canon is astonished to see a high school girl who looks exactly like her. Just leave it like that. A mystery. Then on Wednesday, by the time this episode airs on the 15th, the British indie slasher Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, will be available in theaters. Now wild and blood <laughs> and bloodthirsty, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet terrorize Christopher Robin and a group of young women at a remote house. Who's going to check this one out? John. I, I will eventually. Let us know um, if they say, oh, bother. <laughs> at, at some point during this episode... Uh, maybe during this episode, someone might have heard me read some copy on this. And the copy was interesting. So well, why not? Let's watch the movie. I saw the trailer. Okay. Sure, let's go for it. I'll definitely see it when it goes streaming. That's how I feel as well. Like, I'll check it out when it's available streaming. Um, then on Tuesday, the 21st, we have The Price We Pay. This will be available on DVD. I talked about this one back in January. So after a pawn shop robbery goes wrong, two criminals hide out in a remote farmhouse to try to let the heat die down. But then they find something much more frightening. Then we also have The Retaliators. This will be available on Blu-ray. A pastor uncovers a dark and twisted underworld as he searches for answers surrounding his daughter's brutal murder. Murder. And then we have The Long Dark Trail. This will be available on VOD and DVD. 
After two impoverished teenager, teenage brothers manage to escape their abusive father, they embark on a treacherous and haunted journey in hopes of finding their estranged mother who has joined a sadistic cult deep in the woods of Northwest Pennsylvania. Gosh, they just have it bad. Like, oh my God. Then just in case if you missed it, <laughs> don't you feel bad for them? Well, yeah. Jeez, they can't get a, they don't have like a grandpa or an auntie, I don't know. Okay, Swallowed, <laughs> just in case if you haven't checked this one out, it's available on VOD. Um, after a drug run goes bad, two friends must survive a nightmarish ordeal of drugs, bugs, and horrific intimacy. And also, mm-hmm. Bloody Disgusting TV, Screenbox, is available for you and your eyeballs. I, I feel it. this pertinent for this podcast. When you said in the price of pay, waiting for the heat to die down, totally forgot I should, maybe I should have mentioned I was involved in a 1920s murder mystery party this past weekend. Wow. Um, I may have used my 1920s guy's voice during (laughs) it. And I had to talk to a lot of people in real life. It was a lot for me. So, yeah. I love this. My wife and I might have said, yeah, a lot (laughs) during the day. Yeah, see, who's the killer, see? Yeah, there's there's pictures and everything that nobody's ever going to see. And that's the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at Haunted Meg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at Lovely Xena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horroration podcast, Creepy. Oh, and I guessed who the killer was, because, you know, I'm awesome. Because <laughs> you forget had to the subscribe voice. On your favorite po- <laughs> no, I, I figured it out. I did it. It was the magic I guessed, voice. But I still got it right. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan, see? <laughs> no, I'm Zeno. <laughs> ah, you flirt. You New Yorkers, you're so tough. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. <laughs> yeah. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.